I'm so happy to say this is the first video episode of Reframing with Kate. And my first and very favorite guest is my very, very dear friend, Klaus Schmidt, who is right now sitting in his house in Germany and soon will fly over back to Asia. First, he will fly to Taiwan, stay there for a while, and then finally, we're gonna meet each other again in Shanghai after a while. So Klaus is a very experienced coach and you can read more about his bio and find some of his links in the description. But today we're gonna talk about his coaching career and uh, some maybe struggles, maybe achievements, maybe some good advices he can give to anybody who would like to step into this industry right now, which is really booming and very, you know, exciting to be in. So Klaus, thank you for being here. And um, yeah, you can start by saying a couple of words about anything you'd like, basically. Well, thanks a lot, Kate. I'm so honored and thanks a lot for inviting me over as your first guest in this interview program. And thanks for the nice introduction. Yes, you're still finding me in Germany right now, but we'll head off to Asia back in four days. So I'm very looking much, very much looking forward to this. And well, some words about myself. I've been living in Shanghai for 20, no, sorry, for 17 years um, now and working as a coach and a trainer and facilitator, mainly have a background totally body in business, in, sorry, industrial business administration marketing but i think the last nine years i've been coaching was really the core of what i wanted to do or what is actually my mission in life already so and shanghai has been so far an excellent platform for me to start my coaching career and i'm still on it i do distinguish between training and coaching absolutely but i guess today we will mainly talk about coaching won't we well, yes, I think so, because I feel that people would get more attracted to coaching and then they find out, oh, look, I can also maybe later become a trainer or a facilitator. Then they figure out what is the difference. Can you maybe tell us a little bit more about how did you get the idea to become a coach? How was that for mm. you? <laughs> it was a really, <laughs> really nice experience. I had no idea about what is coaching even like 11 years ago i was coached i was i was stuck actually in my life mm. in my career like 11 12 years ago so i just went online to search for a shanghai coach and i found a german coach a lady mm. and she's not in china anymore and we just met and i thought yeah, let's give it a go i had no idea what is coaching so i did some months of coaching with her and i find it very um, I, find it, I found it great. Just I was like, wow, this is possible, how mindsets can shift, and of course, behaviors as well. In those days, I didn't really imagine myself becoming a coach. It was one year late when I was seeing a program by, I can say it, IECL, where I, have, um, where I did my coaching training. I just signed in for this training, and it suited me perfectly. I did one year of um coaching training, and then, of course, started my career by practice, practice, practice. That's all what we need and have to do. Yes, yes, definitely. I agree. 
practice is very important in anything we want to do. But why I ask you this question is because I think sometimes people feel this is interesting, but maybe it's not for them. They are not sure if they are either good enough or they are not confident enough to start. So I wanted mm. to hear how did you stumble upon it? And basically this is kind of what happened. You were coached mm. and then after a year, you saw the program and you just decided to join. Uh, I want to take this opportunity to encourage everybody who has an idea. Maybe I could or I should. Yes, you should try for sure and then see if it works for you. You heard from Klaus that for him, it worked very perfectly, his coaching training. So you can for sure decide that when you try. Okay, that was so nice. Such a nice story to share. And I would like to also know in your coaching career so far, have you ever had any very big struggle? Did it happen? You had a difficult client maybe and you decided, oh, maybe I want to give up. I can't deal with this kind of people anymore. Does that happen? Mm, yeah, absolutely. In the beginning, uh, I was welcoming different clients coming from different industries. That's something I could learn from. But I had clients, you know, when it was more of a, if it's not, well, it's business coaching, executive coaching. I was learning organization, organization coaching, but still sometimes mixture with life coaching. I had one client, for instance, who always said, like, I don't know. You know, asking question, I don't mm. know. If if a coach is getting into this response often, you find, like, you would say, well, how, how to proceed, how to go on. But I think uh, still overcoming this challenge in still making her, it was a woman, engaged in the coaching mm. conversation. Took some practice not to give up, you know. I think yes. this was one challenge, but how do you, did I do it? Of course, it was like, um, again, referring to the goals, making her aware of what she said before, um, mm -hmm. question in what way she still would like to change or to optimize herself. There are always some, like some sideways, again, to get to your coaching conversation, even though the coachee might avoiding some topics or you, I'm all, I have learned to really um, ask open questions or giving open feedback. Like, mm, it looks to me like you, you are withdrawing a bit in this moment or what is happening right now? And then opening up this client again for a sec and then maybe you can get again, re reconnect to this coaching mm -hmm. Uh, conversation. Mm -hmm. This is one struggle. I think the, the other one I had is, um, of course, we all have to learn as a coach and filling up our toolkit because it's never too big. It's just about to learn at what moment to pick what tool or what yeah, toolkit out of the big basket. This takes time. It takes a lot of confidence and practice. But for me, one of the big struggles was, um, am I able to coach senior leaders or senior managers? I have worked more like as a low-level manager before, but, you know, when I got some assignments or potential assignments to coach general managers, CEOs, like to overcome my kind of concern or doubt I had, Again, it was practice and was telling me, okay, even though these people have more experience and more yeah, skills maybe in operating their business and leading teams much longer than I did, but still being becoming so confident in your own coaching skills. They might be very knowledgeable in their business, but me 
hopefully getting more and more knowledgeable about how to coach people into personal skills, about communication skills, about still managing skills, but seeing it from a meta level more and being always connecting to the client as a, as a thinking partner. As well, my finding to say, I won't be able to solve all the problems. No, you know, I had clients like who had the expectations within one, two, three hours, I could solve the problems. No. You're not a magician yet. <laughs> I would like to become a magician. Yeah, having the magic sword here. Yeah. It's raising some awareness. Yeah. Mm. One little thing that could change. But if they don't want to change, I could push and push for all the time. So it's like, again, having the skills, the ability, uh, capability myself, even to coach this um, senior leaders was for me a big breakthrough to say, okay, like not whoever's coming. Of course, I have to connect. We have chemistry meetings, but I even can help and support people who are on a who have worked a very long time on a very high manage, manager's level. I think these were some struggles I had, um, but it's practice, it's confidence, as I said, and, and trusting as well. Maybe last bit to your question, if the time allows. Um, mm -hmm. Trust. Most of the people, even leaders, haven't experienced maybe coaching yet. So having them experience the, the, the coaching process and me trusting the process, trusting the client, because the client knows what it's like, what, what sucks, where the client was, wants to improve, and mm -hmm. trusting in myself. There's always something... When the self-talk is coming in, the self-doubts, oh, am I able to do this class and bar? No, saying stop, just muting this voice and going on in a very confident way. I think some struggles, just um, what I described, I had along my coaching journey, but um, I'm very happy to kind of have overcome these struggles. What I hear from you, Klaus, is actually, if I can, if I can sum it up a little bit, is that even there are struggles, they can actually really um, bring different perspective, even for you as a coach. Because when you find out there is a struggle, you need to deal with the struggle for yourself and the benefit of your client too. Because if you, if you stay stuck in the struggle, then what's going to happen next? And I want to ask, how many times have you been asked what kind of a coach you are what kind of coaching do you do? How many times have people asked you that? Do they still do it? Of course, they still do it hundreds of times, yeah? A lot of people do not know what is a coach and what coach am I? And I'm trained in, in becoming an organization coach. So I go by this. It's not a brand, but it's like a, um, something to describe what I do, like coaching people in organizations. <laughs> in businesses, but it doesn't limit myself to coach people for life coaching. In a chemistry meeting, they might sense what kind of person I am. I will tell them a bit how, how my coaching style is. And that's it. But it's it would be hard for me now to go in a special niche. I can't describe mm. what I've done before, like my, my professional experience. I'm working with a lot of, well, Chinese and internationals in an multinational environment, uh, but I never was limiting myself. And for me so far, it, um, I gained a lot of benefits out of this. What you say, everything I might have struggled with has become 
um, strengths or something I can learn from. That's it, yeah? You know, this growth mindset, of course. If you don't have a growth mindset as a coach, how can you coach people anyway? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And I think what you just mentioned is really valuable. Also, uh, why? Because if new people want to step into this industry, now it's really popular that everyone will ask them, what is their niche? Why they haven't decided yet? And how come they mm -hmm. don't know it? But basically, the same people asking these questions sometimes don't even know exactly what coaching is. And just what we mentioned, we are not magicians. You are not a magician, so you cannot just solve anybody's problem like that. I would like to also ask you to explain a little bit what actually coaching is when some client maybe has different expectations because maybe they expect, oh, this guy is going to tell me what to do. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to solve my problem. But as a coach, what actually do you do with your clients? I absolutely second what you say. And I've all often experienced, especially in China, uh, when people mix kind, kind of coaching and training together, you know, they won't have an answer to the problem. So it needs some short explanation about what is coaching. And it's not they ask me, Klaus, what could I do? So I had some managers even, and they know I have some background, I'm a trainer, and maybe I could even switch some roles and I say, okay, now I'm gonna tell you a model, I'm writing it down, but this is not coaching, this is training. It can be a mixture, but it has to be clear, really what is coaching as you just described. And there's still a lot of people out there, even in the big organizations, who are not clear about what coaching means. As I said, it's a thinking partner. I really think along with their like, mind, help them to yeah, improve, clarify. I think clarification is a, often a big, big thing in coaching. Of course, we have to define a goal, but you help them to sort out these different, you know, threats, let's say, threats in their mind. People are so confused nowadays working in the VUCA world. They help yeah. them to align some of the threads in their head, in their head and their mind, perhaps already. And then they can decide. I'm not the one yeah. to make decisions, of course. Just an example. Yeah, it's so important um, that people know more about coaching. I, I love coaching as I'm doing it now for nine years and go on with this industry. Yeah, definitely. Of course, you're going to go on for many more years. And I have another question. I just remembered it now when I'm listening to you. What happens if you have a client? And as we know, in organizational coaching, it can happen. It's a person who is employed somewhere and then the organization decides they need coaching. And then you have this client and they don't know what coaching is. They are not actually aware you will be asking them very powerful open questions mm -hmm. and they don't want to answer any questions what happens then <laughs> they just don't want to answer <laughs> you know like you mentioned sometimes they say i don't know or you know they just build some attitude they don't want how do you deal with that that's a good question yeah it can happen but first of all i have the chemistry meeting normally beforehand so in this mm -hmm. conversation mm -hmm. we talk already about what what means coaching what does it mean what are my approaches so i never had really the case then when the counterpart didn't say anything or didn't respond mm -hmm. to my questions but like a bit not willing to 
get so deep inside, maybe because the HR or whatever partner wants mm. them to be coached. I think it helps a lot when telling them you are getting a coaching session or sessions, not because you failed or you suck or you don't deliver or perform well enough, because there's always something to improve and to optimize. And everybody has something he wants, he or she wants to get better in. And go into this topic and trying not to um, get yourself like um, like confused or or even stuck in the conversation when you have a counterpart like I don't know what is coaching maybe I don't need coaching and my boss told me or my HR told me to get coached but actually I don't want to and not getting into this mood of oh my gosh no still believing in there's something mm. which could be improved in the client on the client side that's so important and I think this was a process for me always being on this positive side and saying let's do something we can work together to to make make a change to make a difference yeah that sounds really nice and uh, maybe there is another what i can read from what you said is also if they can realize the value for them from the sessions with a coach is still there no matter about the boss, about the company, about HR, about if they're going to stay in that company or not. Still, they can keep that value. So maybe if this kind of clients can understand this, then you are already, you know, good to go. Maybe it becomes a better situation for the coaching partnership. I think uh, yeah. it can also be very, very beneficial for both sides because then you can communicate much better. Yes, and I think nowadays a lot of people need um, a counterpart to listen. Yeah, you know, listen is listening skills. We as coaching, of course, we need listening skills. Meaning, somebody who listens to what happened to your stories, maybe asking questions to your stories, acknowledging what you say, and validating what you say, and above all, and this is of course as well something to learn, not to be judgmental. So mm. what, what I've learned as well and took me some time is kind of having a void mind. Of course, mm. not totally empty. I yeah. try to be totally mindful and I have my own opinion and assumption, whatever, but to make these thoughts mute, connect with the, with the client thoughts and leave my thoughts out. I can ask questions and use different tools, but it's not up to me to decide or have any strong opinion. And I think this is something where a lot of coaches would have heard around struggle too. Like, mm -hmm. but I think something, I have a judgment in my mind, not to let it be here, just put yeah. it away. It's unnecessary because it's all about client. It's not about me. So really connecting well with this, I call it void mind, is something which helps a lot. It, it's working more or less, but it depends <laughs> on, on the client. Um, but as I said, it, it's helpful because um, it can shift something. And, and I guess a lot of people haven't experienced who haven't been experienced coaching before go like, wow, this is something very, what do you say, powerful. And they experience what is going on to say, yes, I want to do it. So I'm really hoping people who will watch this they will also get inspired or share this with somebody who might consider joining this community.